Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk about verbal fluency. If you've ever struggled to recall a word on the tip of your tongue, it's right there. You're like, it's, oh, I, I have it. And you, you're searching for that witty comeback or you fail to find the right words to persuade someone, then you understand the importance of verbal fluency. Verbal fluency is that ability to recall the words or ideas that you've taken in, that you know are there, and then to be able to express them, right? It's one thing to read a book and the language and vocabulary it's another thing to be able to recall it. And then it's the third thing to be able to express it. So to take in the information, then recall the information or the words, and then express those verbally, that's all a part of verbal fluency. Why am I bringing this up? The reason is verbal fluency has shown to be linked to suicidal ideation. It's not, the, it's not the only link, obviously. It's not the strongest link, but it is part of the link. Because when we improve our verbal fluency, then we improve our vocabulary, we improve our long-term memory, and we also improve our executive functioning. The executive functioning is, to me, the most critical part to improve. Because with executive functioning comes our capacity to plan ahead. We know that when we are in that dark space, uh, when we feel like we're in the, the dark hole, then the future becomes so narrow. It becomes non-existent even. Um, so that, and then to plan for the future and to plan for a positive future that includes us in it, that becomes even more reduced. So when we improve our verbal fluency, which thereby improves our executive functioning, we improve our capacity to plan ahead. A part of that executive functioning is also our ability to meet goals. So when we have goals set for ourselves, whether it's uh, a goal for today a week from now or a year from now, it improves our capacity to not plan those goals and then pursue those goals that we have laid out. And with executive functioning comes our ability to display self-control. We know that sometimes the suicide attempt can be an impulsive act sometimes and when we improve our executive functioning, which is really turning on our prefrontal cortex, the front part of our brain, which uh, tends to go offline when we are extremely depressed over time, when there's uh, uh, high cortisol levels and, uh, you know, reduced basically uh, our executive functioning. So we display more control. We are able to meet our goals. We have the capacity to plan ahead, and we're able to follow multi-step directions even when interrupted. So we can stay focused. 
if you're like me, I, it's so challenging for me to stay focused once I've been uh, interrupted or there's been a disruption. It takes me forever to remember what I was doing and how to get back on task. And then if I've been interrupted or there's been a disruption, I don't even want to get back to it. I'm like, forget it. I'm done. The whole day is done. You know, here comes that black and white thinking. So improving our verbal fluency will increase our capacity to plan ahead, meet goals, display self-control, and stay focused even when there are distractions, interruptions, or disruptions. So how do we improve our verbal fluency? The first way is set a timer for one minute. And in that one minute, you'll take the letter F as in Frank or forever and list as many words out loud that start with the letter F. So you would set the timer, three, two, one, and then go Frank, forever, fluid, uh, follow, friends, etc., etc., and you would do that for one minute. At the end of that minute, count how many words that you came up with. Now, it's cheating if you say friends, friendlier, friendly, uh, friend, right? So you want to come up with different words, and, and then ideally, you're trying to get above 20 words. If you hit 30, great number. 20 is good. Below 20, especially below 18, you may need to go have a brain scan uh, just to make sure there's not too much inflammation in the brain or there's not something else going on. But they usually, uh, anything under 18 is a, might be an indicator for something else larger that's taking place at a physiological level. Um, and you, so you would do that with F, and then you would do that with the letter A as in apple or awesome, and then you would do that with the letter uh, S as in Sam or Saturn or smile, right? Um, and so after you do all three of those, uh, count, out, count up the number of words that you said for all of them total, and then divide them by three. So your, your total average should be uh, ideally above tw at 20 or above. So it's not about having 20 for each category, but on average, you want to hit 20. So you might have 18 for one, 25 for another, and then you know 28 for the, the last one. Uh, as long as it's uh, average over 20, then you have a good verbal fluency. If you have an average over 30, then it's great. And it's about practice. So don't let your score today uh, deter you from practicing. This is not something that is developed in a week or even a month. It could take months to really build up our verbal fluency. Another way you can do that, because I know you're thinking, well, am I going to do FAS every day for 30 days? Um, that, that doesn't sound right. So you can change the letters. You can do FAS, and then you can do uh, CLD. Uh, you can do G, but FAS is the, the standard for the test. So you can switch the letters up. 
I don't recommend using Z. I think most people Z or X or even Y. Um, most of us would <laughs> probably need to get a brain scan with those results. So F A S uh, C, you know, D or G uh, might really give you an idea as to what your verbal fluency is. The other way to do the verbal fluency in that regards is to add uh, categories. So, you know, set your timer once again for one minute and see how many, um, you know, if you pick fruit as a category, how many fruits can you list off in that one minute? How many animals can you list off in one minute? And then how many cities? Uh, cities might be difficult because the names are really long sometimes and, and extremely hard to spell. But but you understand the point of, you know, you can do it with categories and you can even do it with, uh, I think it's called, it's phonetically or semantically, where you take the first two letters and try to name uh, as many as you can under that. So instead of the letter S, you would go the letters SL. So any words that start with SL, like slant, slide, uh, slope, and keep going in that direction. So there's different ways you can play with this to keep yourself engaged and interested and making it fun for you. The second way we can improve our verbal fluency is by reading out loud. This is something that was really practiced in the early 1900s. I read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, um, John D. Rockefeller's, and even... Um, who am I listening to now? Not Eisenhower. Who's the guy? Edison. It, back in those days, they all read to each other out loud. They read the newspapers to each other. They read books to each other. They even read poetry to each other. It was very natural and quite common to read out loud to a group of people in most social gatherings. But now because we have our iPhones, we have Netflix, we have all these other distractions. I don't want to call them distractions, but other means of entertaining ourselves and, and being engaged or occupied. No one is really reading out loud to each other. I mean, to me, when I think about my childhood, my mom or someone, anyone reading me a bedtime story, I loved it. Even if I didn't love the bedtime story, it was just the fact that I knew someone was going to read me a bedtime story, which, by the way, I've started recording bedtime stories, and we'll talk more about that that later, because uh, I I've, I receive a lot of emails from you about how soothing my voice is, and some of you have been requesting guided meditations and bedtime stories. So uh, stay tuned, stay tuned. Leo Flowers is is working on some things, uh, but going back, so reading out loud. And you don't have to read, you know, for an hour or two hours, reading a chapter out loud. Even reading to yourself is, is perfectly acceptable. I, as I've shared in previous episodes, I like to read Michelle Bedtime Stories in bed. I do it typically once a week, Modern Love. It's in the New York Times newspaper. And it's the one reason why I like to get the physical newspaper, because of that Modern Love story. The other reason why I like the physical newspapers, I get to cut out 
any articles or ideas or images, and I put those, I glue those into my journal. So the, the newspaper, to me, I still love the physical newspaper because it serves two purposes. It gives my eyeballs a rest from reading everything uh, on a screen. And also I can cut out words or ideas or phrases and then glue those into my journal, right? Your journal should be a fun place of experimentation and creativity, not just a place where you're going to, to dump or vent um, or, or share all your pain and, and grievances, right? Um, so to put the things in there that light you up or things that you want to be reminded by or bring you joy or make you laugh. I even put little cartoon strips in there. I love it. The last way that we can improve our verbal fluency or the, or the last way that I have, there may be other ways. And if you have those, please email me at leoflowers2000 at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, leoflowers2000 on there also. Or go to my website, thrivewithleo.com, and just uh, send me a message through there. Uh, so the last way that we can improve our verbal fluency is by starting a podcast or vlogging, especially on a daily basis. Uh, the, you know, it's such a pressure cooker situation, the vlogging specifically, because you're on video you're sharing it with the world. You're putting your face out there. You're putting your thoughts and ideas out there. And it really encourages you to come up with thoughts and ideas and ways of connecting two or three or four different topics together to present it to other people. This is also a way for you to practice recalling your input. A lot of times when we are reading things, watching things, listening to things, we don't have a way of sharing it with the world, of expressing it. It gets in, and then it doesn't go anywhere. We don't have conversations with people about it. We're not emailing people about it. We're not expressing or taking what we've learned and sharing it with others and seeing what their thoughts and ideas are uh, to, to get that feedback and also to build upon what we have learned. When we post a vlog, whether it's through Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever that is, then you're getting comments, you're getting feedback back. But most importantly, you get to see yourself. You get to see yourself and hear yourself and see, you know, what is it that you want to improve on? What is it that you want to do better? Where can you make progress? It's not about perfection. It's about how can I present the information more succinctly, more efficiently, uh, more, you know, maybe even more, with more entertainment or more uh, engaging in a more engaging manner uh, or just a fun manner. You know, what's beautiful is nothing's on the line there. We can play. It's an online playground. If you post it, uh, it, it doesn't match your value system, you don't like it, we can always take it down. It's not permanent or etched in stone. So I would recommend vlogging as a way of increasing your verbal fluency or if that seems like a huge leap for you right now, having someone that you call every day and sharing 
what you've learned, if you're if you're watch or or just what you've taken in. If you've watched a movie, if you listen to a song, if you uh, are reading a book, if you had a conversation, call someone or go somewhere where you can share, have an output, a release for all that you've taken in for the day. That's another way to get around it. I, I know some of you, uh, depending on where you live in the world, vlogging or putting your face on uh, social media may not be ideal. It may in even some cases be life-threatening or, or legal. Um, so, but there are other ways that we can improve our verbal fluency. So start where you're comfortable, whether that's you know, doing the categories thing or, or listing off all the, the, the words that start with the letter A or F or S, or if that's reading out loud, practice reading out loud. And I would say max 20 minutes, minimum uh, two minutes, or just say, you know what, I'm going to read a chapter out loud a day, or I'm going to read a paragraph out loud a day. If you read Bible verses in the morning, read those out loud every day. Whatever it is, find something that you're willing to read out loud per day. There's, There's no right or wrong way to do it is it's anything would be more than as long as it's more than what you're doing now. That's all that, that matters. It's more than what you're doing now. And remember, this is a way to improve our verbal fluency because when we are really depressed, when we are in pain, it becomes so challenging to find a way to express what we're going through, right? To tell people exactly uh, what our inner thoughts and emotions are, the distress, the despair. If we have limited verbal fluency, uh, that then it, it makes it that much more challenging and frustrating, frankly, to communicate how we feel, to communicate our struggles and to discuss our suicidal thoughts with others. And then it, it leads to this idea that people don't understand us and they don't get us, but it starts with us improving our verbal fluency so that when the time comes, when that wave hits, when we feel like we're on fire or in that dark, deep pit of despair, we have the words to communicate with others so that they can be more effective at helping us. And it also encourages us to seek help. When we know what the words are, then we, we're more uh, likely to ask for help because now we know exactly what to ask for. I think some of the challenge of asking for help is not knowing what, you, what, what the real problem is or what the issue is and then not knowing how to communicate that. And there's something embarrassing about saying, I need help. And somebody goes, okay, what is it? And you're like, uh, right? When you when you break your leg, if you fall off your bike, break your leg, then you can be like, oh, I need help. They're like, what is it? Oh, I broke my leg. Okay, boom. We know what to do for that. But when it's internal, now we really have to describe to the person what is happening. It's a, it's a way for us to articulate our pain and communicate with professionals uh, when we have that opportunity, right? 
Um, now, it's really important. I really want to emphasize this. Verbal fluency might influence how we communicate our emotional distress, suicidal ideation, though is primarily driven by other factors. So this is just a part of it. This is just a part of the puzzle. But that's a starting place. We don't have to figure this all out today. That's what's beautiful. We're talking about how do we break the pain down, the pressure down into a bite-sized piece so that when it when it comes back around, because there's going to be another round. It's going to be another round. You know, we might be good now, but when it comes back around, we're stronger, we're better. This is training day, baby. You know, this is, this is the opportunity to train our brain, keep that prefrontal cortex online so that we can, um, you know, see you tomorrow. I really appreciate you joining in. If you got any value from this episode, please share it with one other person. That's all you got to do. Just share it with one other person. And, and also tell them the thing that you, why you're sharing it with them. Like, hey, I really think that you would enjoy uh, the second tip on verbal fluency, or I think you'd enjoy the third tip on, on verbal fluency, or, or what, ha- what have you, or, or this is you know really interesting. Let them know why you're sharing it with them. Because when we share what we've learned, it improves our conversation, gives us something to connect on, and that improves our community, and then that improves our connection. Let's get to tomorrow together. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling a 988 or any of the other international phone numbers. You can chat, talk, text. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com. For one-on-one coaching with yours truly, let's get to tomorrow together. Peace.